Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode. Today, we are discussing getting back in the game when it comes to pageantry. Welcome to Pageantland, the UK's premier podcast for all things pageantry, with your host, Jessica Barkley. Here you'll find guest experts, past, present, and future queens, plus my own personal insights into what it's like to follow your pageantry dreams. So whether you're hitting the stage for the first time, looking to up your game, or even after some inspiration to follow your own dreams, I hope you will find something here for you. I'll ask the questions you're too embarrassed to and get real about the highs and lows of pageantry. If you enjoy this episode, please give us a share on social and pop me a review on iTunes. Now strap on those heels and let's get into it because we have a lot to cover. So one of the big things I'm hearing, whether it's in pageantry or in my work, um, I work as a personal trainer and lifestyle coach, um, and I'm hearing it all over that as well. So it seems to be a very common thread. In fact, there is rarely a conversation I have with a friend who works in a different industry where they are not finding the same thing in their industry as well. So this is a little bit universal of feeling motivated right now and trying to get your head back into whatever it is that you used to be doing. Um, Even if it's just like you had some time off, like you were off with furlough. Uh, maybe if you've got kids that you had to take some time, you took a sabbatical from work to have your, because your kids are going to be at more at home or whether it's trying to get back into hobbies that although it's not your work, it's not essential. They are part of your soul and part of what brings you joy. It's important to get yourself back into those as well. We've also got a lot of ladies with uh, national titles that will be heading off to internationals and I hear the same from them. It's like trying to get their head back in the pageant game, but also those that will be competing for the next round of national titles. They're like, I just can't, really, really struggling with this. So I think the first and most important thing to note is that we are all feeling it. So it's going to be kind of a level playing field with most people of trying to get back into it. Some people have managed to keep going with pageant stuff throughout the whole of lockdown. I managed to have a fair old while. I'm having a little bit of a rest from it at the moment, but I'm still very involved because of pageant land. Pageant land has kind of meant I've had to stay involved because we wanted to make sure we were still rolling out all the regular content um, and we've been able to keep things sort of going pageantry-wise throughout all of lockdown. That's kind of kept me involved with it. But even then, I'm still finding it really super hard to stay motivated um, for actually competing. So you are not on your own in this. Um, everyone is feeling it um, and it's going to be understood when you go back to competing. It's going to be understood by the judges and things like that. So do not get yourself in a panic that you are the only one like feeling this and that it's going to be really detrimental. Or maybe you should like just not go back to competing. Like we are all in the same boat. We all understand and we are all feeling it. Um, and I'm going to share some of my top tips for getting your head back in the game. Now, um, obviously the podcast is about pageantry, but you could apply this to any area and so many of these things, you can do them to help you get it back in the game pageantry wise, um, but they will improve other areas as well. And for the content of this, I've pretty much tapped into a lot of what I teach as a lifestyle coach. Um, so you're getting the benefit of multiple wisdoms here. You are welcome. Um, I also made sure I reached out to a, a few other professionals within my industry outside of pageantry um, just to get their take on things, get some additional information from them as well. Um, I am a big believer in learning and growing from other people. And even when you work in a certain field, it's always good to be making sure that you are collaborating with others. So um, I've made sure I've had lots of good conversations around this topic before bringing you this podcast. Um, so after understanding 
understanding that we're all in the same boat. Um, the first one I'm going to talk about is your physical space. Have a look around you and start with your physical space. Um, a cluttered desk is a cluttered mind. Um, and I can tell you that right now because my desk is a little cluttered today, but it's all like temporary stuff. It's not piles of things that always live there. Um, so if you have a desk workspace, give it a good tidy. If you have your bedroom, give that a good tidy, give that a good sort out. Make sure everything is back in the places it would be. Maybe you've let certain things slip during lockdown because you're like, well, well, I haven't bothered sorting out my makeup drawer because I'm never really doing my makeup at the moment. Get those things sorted. Those clear spaces, those organized spaces will be having um will have a positive impact on your mental health. Um, but they will also make functioning as things get busier and stuff starts, the diary starts filling up. It is much easier to run your life when things in your house, your physical space is more organized. And um, so invest a little bit of time. It's so much easier when the sun is out as well. It's, they call it spring cleaning for a reason. And um, but invest a bit of time and be like, right, this is going to help me get back on track for the other thing that I want to do. So first, start with the physical space um, and let's get that ball rolling so that we've got clarity of physical space to help with clarity of mind. Um, the next one I'm going to talk about is check in with your physical and mental health. Like a lot of us have just been trying to get through. That has been like the theme of the last 12 months. It's like, let's just get through. So take a bit of time and have a little think, are, are there some physical aches and pains that you're dealing with? Um, is your mental health been suffering and you've just been sort of pushing and charging through? Now's time to invest a little bit of time. Um, that magical world of self-care, self-care world. Um, but self-care isn't just about having a nice bath or getting that pedicure done and things like that. Those are aesthetic self-cares and they are important too. But you also need to be doing some deep work, um, some deep work with checking in with your head and your heart and how are they doing? Um, not just how are your cuticles doing and like uh, are the greys showing through? Because yeah, mine definitely are. Um, <laughs> but as much as I can't wait to get my hair done properly, um, checking in with the internals is more important. So check in, how is your physical and mental health doing? And then you can start having a, a little bit of a plan for supporting maybe areas that are struggling um but also there is a certain amount of peace with actually identifying the issue and sometimes when you just like I just feel rubbish it's very hard to move it forward once once you've identified oh well actually I think I may have sprained my ankle so it's not that I'm feeling rubbish it's like I've got a sprained ankle um there is a certain amount of peace that will come with just knowing what the actual issue is as opposed to making it a blanket issue. And of course, then if you know what the specific issue is, you can target the way of improving that thing. Like there's no point. Oh, I just feel rubbish. You could do hundreds of different things to make yourself not just feel rubbish. But if it's a sprained ankle, it's going to be a completely different set of things that you need to do. So identify specifically where your physical and mental health may be struggling. Um, and then you can start making a plan of how you are going to improve that. My next point is look at who you are engaging with. It may be during lockdown, um, you've fallen, not fallen out, but fallen away from a certain circle of friends that you used to find really positive and uplifting. Uh, maybe you've fallen into a bit of a pattern of having a bit of a moan and a whinge and stuff only with people. Um, it could be that you're with the same people, but there's a lot of like bad energy going on. And so you could just go to the people and be like, right, guys, 
let's 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 make a pact to be only super positive at the moment. Or it could be that you maybe want to have a little bit of distance from certain people that are being really negative. Uh, maybe you actually realise there are certain friends in your life that um, even before lockdown were not bringing positivity <laughs> into your life and you need a bit of space from those kind of friendships or even family. I'm, I'm not going to say I've never tried to distance myself from certain family members because I have. Um, if it's good for you, sometimes it's what's got to be done. Um, but you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So have a look at who you are spending time with, be it in WhatsApp groups, um, be it who you speak to most on Facebook, who's your phone, etc, etc. Um, and the other one that I think is really important that goes along with this is having a look at are there people that you've just clicked accept friend requests that you've just followed back and things like that on social media and actually remove those people? I am, and it gets me into trouble, but I'm sorry it's worth it. I am not afraid to block people. I'm not afraid to unblock people either. Like there are chapters in our lives that we don't want someone in. And then there are chapters where we're like, no, no, it's okay. I'm in a different position now. Um, the relationships move to a different place. Um, so don't be afraid to block people. Don't be afraid to unblock people too. Um, and sometimes people get really arsy with me if I block them. Um, but to be honest, I think that's more of a reflection on, on them than on what I've done by blocking them. Um, if I don't want them constantly messaging me or constantly showing up in my space, then wh why not? Um, we also need to get a little less precious about when people block us and when people unfriend us and unfollow us and things like that. Um, like we don't have to be friends with everyone. Uh, we've got an episode coming out um, fairly soon about supporting each other and, and the issues of, of supporting everyone and things like that in pageantry and in life. Um, so that's in a few weeks time. So and I will touch on more of this then. Um, but do not be afraid to unfollow, unfriend, block and do not do not take it personally. Like just because someone is a toxic person for you doesn't mean that they're a toxic person in the same way that if someone finds you toxic, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're toxic. It just means you're not the right person for them. And that's OK. There's like 7.7 .7 billion people in the world. I think that's the right number, roughly. 7.7 um, .7 billion people in the world. We do not need to be friends with everyone. Not everyone is going to connect with everyone. Not everyone is going to be right for anyone. Like, if someone constantly posts things that I don't agree with, I'm not going to be following them because... If you are following someone that always shares stuff you don't agree with, you are inadvertently supporting the things that they share. Now let that sink in. If you like a page that is actually against things that you stand for, it'd be like me liking Boohoo, like the, the their Facebook page. I'm anti-fast fashion. Like that would just be super hypocritical. Don't think that your likes, your comments, your friends, the people you follow don't matter because it does. Um, and people try and argue this with me all the time and I'm like, yeah, no, 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 no. Who you like and follow and support does matter. Um, and particularly when you're trying to get your head back straight on, you're trying to have the clarity of mind, you're trying to go after some amazing goals. You want to make sure that all that space, like we talked about having that clear physical space at the beginning, have the clear digital space as well. And um, like make sure you are removing those kind of things as well. Make sure that you are surrounding yourself with positive energy, high vibes, all of the, all of those wonderful things. Positive people that actually really want to see you succeed are supporting you in how you succeed and also 
are the right people for you. Like I said, just because someone is toxic for you or you are toxic to them does not mean that that person is is toxic. You're not labeling them toxic. It's just not the right person for you. They are just not the right, you are just not the right person for them. Um, lots of very important distinctions there to look at. Um, my next one would be look at your goals and vision. Um, and for me, that would be a vision board. Um, my vision board does need a little bit of redoing and I'm working on it at the moment. I tend to start, we did have a, a clubhouse room about this a couple of months ago where we talked about vision boards. I start my vision boards on Pinterest. So I'm playing around on Pinterest and sort of pulling, pulling together bits and pieces and working on my goals and my goal work um, will line up with my new vision board. So I'm aware I've just been pulling stuff off my vision board as opposed to adding new things at the moment. So it's time to look a little bit bare, but it does mean that the key elements are popping out. And um, if you're not sure what a vision board is, do pop onto Pinterest and like search for vision board and you'll get lots and lots of inspiration. But having that board up with lots of pictures, words, colours, even like fabric samples, if it's about a dress and things like that, that connect with you is so magical and have it somewhere where you can see it as often as possible. I have it to the right of my desk. So I'm not like looking at it all the time because I like looking at the lovely view of the park out of my window instead. But it's to my right and sometimes I will just like spin my chair and just sit and have a little stare, little think about what's on my vision board, etc, etc. I was very aware. I just turned to my vision board there and turned away from the mic. So apologies if the sound dipped. And um, that's what I was doing. I was literally turning and looking at my vision board. And um, so make sure that that's back in line with you and what you're trying to achieve. Have a relook at your goals. And um, maybe your reason for competing has changed during lockdown. My platform changed during lockdown. I realized something that was a big part of my life. I wanted it to be more my platform than what was my platform. And I switched platforms. Um, and so adapting your goals to suit any changes like that that have happened in your lives is really important. Like actually have measurable, smart goals. Um, we do really need to do like a full episode just on smart goals um, on here. I'll get that in at some point. Um, but have a little go. If you just Google smart, like smart as in each letter is separate. So it's S M A R, like et cetera, et cetera, as opposed to smart being one word. Um, have a look for smart goals and it'll break it down into what actually it's like. It's got to be specific. It's got to be measurable. Um, and it just helps you really identify goals that you can actually achieve as opposed to what are more affirmation type goals. Um, I write down my 10 life goals every morning, but they are a mixture of smart goals and affirmation type goals. And then those affirmation type goals, I will then have broken down into specific smart goals. So um, I'm not going to go into the full details of smart goals right now. I will try and do that in a future episode. But if you Google the concept, you will find it um, and you can start working on those as well. So make sure that what you're trying to get your head back in the game for is actually still what you want to be trying to achieve. Because if your goals are not like aligned with you, it is very hard to stay motivated and actually do the work for those goals. So get on that one. Um, my next tip is going to be creating a morning routine. And um, I think for some people that have never tried to have a morning routine, morning routines can feel like these magical unicorns that are just completely unobtainable. But even if you have kids, morning routines can still happen. Now, your morning routine could be as simple as you give yourself 10 minutes. You get up 10 minutes earlier than you need to. It's about getting up. You're going to have to create some space here. But getting up before you need to shouldn't be a roll out of bed, put your clothes on for work and leave. Like you're going to have to get up a little bit earlier to create a little bit of space for it, which yes, will probably mean you have to start going to bed a little bit earlier because we still need the sleep. And um, <laughs> the sleep is super important. Um, so 
it could be just a 10 minute window where you're like, right, I'm going to sit peacefully or I'm going to sit and listen to a nice piece of music um, or I'm going to listen to an, a super upbeat song or I'm going to have 10 minutes of a podcast um, with my cup of tea. Um, it could be much more complicated. Like my morning routine's fairly layered at the moment. Um, I have certain drinks that I start my day with. I have like a t- up to a, between a five and 10 minute meditation. I always do some reading of something self-development wise. Um, I do some journaling. I do some movement. I have a little skincare face routine. Like it could have a lot in it. It's up to you. But having something that you have specifically chosen that starts your every day is magical. Um, if you are like, ah, what the heck is a morning routine? Like, ugh. Um, the Miracle Morning is a really good book to start with. Um, or Good Morning, Good Life um, is a lot more like flexible around um, around whatever you're doing. And um, the Miracle Morning is Hal Elrod and Good Morning, Good Life is Amy Landino. Those are the authors um, and both are available on Amazon um, if those that's what you want to get. So um, I'm pretty sure The Miracle Morning is also on Audible. I don't know if Good Morning, Good Life is on Audible yet. I know her previous books have been on Audible. But anyway, have a look. Um, those two morning routine books um, I absolutely love. Um, and it's taking, you don't need to follow specifically, particularly with the Miracle Morning, it's quite prescriptive, but it's using it as inspiration. So um, if you are on Clubhouse, jump into some of the rooms about morning routines um, and be inspired to create your own. Um, trying to do someone else's morning routine like exactly uh, doesn't usually work. It might do. It might do. You might strike lucky. Um, but predominantly aim for creating your own one and use other people's morning routines as inspiration. Um, but I think magical is the best word I can describe morning routines for. They really set the day upright. Um, and if you're setting your days upright, you're setting your weeks upright, you're setting your months upright, and soon you are setting your years upright as well. Um, my, I've got two more points. Um, next one is the phrase fake it to make it. I, I don't like this phrase. I will be honest. I don't like this phrase. Feel it to make it. I probably think is the closest one to it. Um, where you can start feeling the feels of being successful in whatever area it is you're looking to be successful, because let's get one thing clear. Success is not just about money. And, and you need to do some serious work on your success metrics if you are only basing success around money. Um, but trying to be successful in whatever it is you're trying to do and feeling how you will feel, um, visualization, um, manifestation, all those wonderful things, yeah, are great. But from an actionable standpoint, because <laughs> if you know me, you know I'm much more about the actionables. Um, I do do manifestation and visualization and all those kind of things but I'm I'm much more about teaching the actionable side of things because I think actionables get lost in the fluff way too often so an actionable version of fake it till you make it the phrase I do not like um is have a look at your habits are they habits of truly successful people in whatever area you're trying to be successful in and have a habit declutter And this is one of the things I do as part of my yearly review, which is normally in November. I will list down all the habits that are in my life. And let's be clear, everyone has habits, good, bad, ugly, however you want to call them. We all have habits that we do. So I will write down all the things that have become habit to me and then I will split them into lists. I'll be like, this one I'm keeping, this one I'm ditching and this one I'm changing. Um, Now, changing means that it's it's sort of right, but it's not quite right. 
Like it's, it's, it's a good habit, but it's not serving me in the way I would like it to serve me. So it needs a little change, it needs a little tweak. Um, some I just completely want to get rid of. Um, and then some I'm going to keep. And also in the keep one, there will be like other new ones that maybe I want to cultivate. And quite often the new habits are to block out the ones you're trying to get rid of. So it's very hard to just get rid of a habit as such. You're normally replacing it with something new. So for example, if you always have a can of Coca-Cola at three o'clock in the afternoon and you don't want to do that anymore, you'd be like, right, so I want to replace that habit. And the new habit I want to start is that I have a, a peppermint tea, for example, like I'm using nutrition here. And but I'm going to have a peppermint tea at three o'clock every afternoon. Like look to replace the ones you're trying to get rid of. It becomes much easier than just trying to scrap them all together. Um, there are a lot of habit experts that will just say scrapping all together just doesn't work. So um, read into that what you will. Um, I prefer to yeah switch them out for something, something new. I find that much easier simpler more productive way of dealing with habits but have a habit declutter and really look is how you are spending your days how someone that has achieved the success you are trying to achieve would live um and I do not mean spending money like a millionaire when you are not a millionaire like that is stupid and quite often (sighs) digressing in so many directions today quite often we have this perception of, particularly when it comes to money, like, oh, that person must be really rich because they're spending like F, they're spending on, on Ferraris and um, X, Y, and Z and things like that. And actually, <laughs> if they were super rich, that's probably how they wouldn't be spending their money. And you certainly wouldn't know about it. Like the really rich people, you tend to not know they're really rich. So um, <laughs> if people are posting lots of stuff on social media, that's making you think they are, they're probably not. Um, and that's one of the issues that we get with, with influencers on social media is that like perfect screenshot. And it's often a completely unrealistic expectation, but Hey, that's like a whole other story. Um, so actually truly think about how the person of that success level you are trying to achieve or that goal you are trying to achieve would be spending their day like what habits would they have included and um, that you can cultivate now that don't involve you running yourself into unnecessary extreme debt or buying things you don't need we're not talking about the materialistic things we're looking about do they always have movement in their day are they always consulting with other like people that are goal orientated um if you're trying to achieve something fitness wise do would a successful fitness person be speaking to other fitness professionals? Yes, they would be. So try and cultivate those habits, um, not the ones that mean spending stupid money. Like I need to make that clear when I'm saying trying to get into the habits of the person you are trying to be. No, it's just not. <laughs> I know there's so much digression today. Um, it's because I'm super high energy with the sun coming out. Um, and then my last tip is book some coaching. So this might not be pageant coaching. You are might not be ready to look at your walk and your interview prep and things. It might be that actually you need some life coaching. It might be that you le- I do not do life coaching. I do lifestyle coaching. They're very different. And um, it might be that you need some lifestyle coaching. It might be that you want to work with a trainer or something like that to just get your energy and your health back on track. Um, but working partnered with a professional where finances allow is so, so important. Um, and I mean, if you can't physically work one on one with a coach is to listen to their podcasts, find a coach that specializes in the area that you need some support in and um, listen to their podcasts um, go into their clubhouse rooms clubhouse rooms are brilliant because you can get up on stage and actually ask them questions um, 
but go and do that if you can't pay for the one-to-one coaching then that's quite important too um we do have two programs um with pageant land with pageant land coaching we've got um the pageant game plan which if you're new to pageantry um or really really struggling to form any kind of plan around what you're kind of doing that's absolute gold um and it's a six hour one-to-one not six hours in one block like i do not have the time to block off six hours in one block in the nicest possible way um but we usually do it in three two hour blocks but it is one-to-one it's completely personalized um and it isn't about the interview prep and it isn't about the walking on stage it's all the other and it's having like a full-on game plan and in that we do go into if you do need to find a walk coach getting you set up with a with the right walk coach for you um and same with interview like if you need an interview coach we'll get all that sorted um but we go into all the other things because pageantry is so much more than just walking on stage and interview um and then we've also got the uh, purpose from pageantry which is full deep dive again it's a six hour usually done as three two hour blocks um it is a full on deep dive into making sure that you've actually got a good platform and purpose from your pageantry so we do touch on like the charity side of things as well in there if that's important to you um but we look at platform growth and development and and coming up with a platform concept from a business standpoint um like what would you do if you were actually creating a business around the thing that you want to create your platform for um so that you've actually got a platform of substance there's no point in just pulling something out of your butt and saying this is my platform because people the judges will see right through it and you'll never be able to achieve anything with your platform so doing some deep work on your platform if that's what's important to you if you want to be a queen or contestant of substance is so so important um and that's why we have the purpose from pageantry course that is um program course feels like the wrong word program that is specifically platform dig deep like super deep um so if you're interested in either of those uh, from Pageantland, then do reach out. Uh, they have their own specific website, which is pageantlandcoaching.com. And we'll be able to help you with both of those. Um, I also do offer half an hour um, public speaking courses on there as well. They're just literally like a power half hour um, to help you with your either face-to-face or online digital uh, public speaking as well. Uh, but that's all on the pageantlandcoaching.com website. So I hope that's given you some like kickstarters to get your butt in gear um, to make some changes and start getting back in the game, whether it's pageantry or you're just feeling stuck in life in general um, to work through those top tips. Um, so understand we're all in the same boat. Start with your physical space, like get your physical space clean, tidy, organized. Check in with your physical and mental health. Look at who you are engaging with online or in person. Look at your goals and vision boards, create a morning routine, ditch the fake it till you make it and actually look at the habits truly successful people have and do a habit declutter. Um, and if at all possible, book in some coaching, either pageant coaching, um, life coaching, whatever area it is you need an extra bit of boost or extra support in, um, work with a professional wherever possible. Um, we are professionals for a reason in our certain industries and things. And um, this is what we do and we are here to help. Have an amazing day and I will see you all soon. Thank you for joining me today. I value and appreciate your time so much. It's wonderful you've given some of it to this episode. 
please rock on over to our Facebook or Instagram and share your thoughts. And I would love you to give this episode a share while you're there. For any specific links, check the show notes or rock on over to our website, pageantlandpodcast.com for more information about the podcast or how you can be a guest on a future episode. Have an amazing day. And remember, you sparkle your brightest when you're being yourself. See you soon.